welcome to the West Cheltenham podcast. We want to see communities and places buzzing with the extraordinary presence of Jesus. Join us live on YouTube every Sunday at 10.30am. We really hope you enjoy this message. Thank you, Sue. And we're going to uh, carry on thinking about that passage and wondering what had happened. Let's pray. Lord, that you would reveal your word to us, uh, your written word, so that we might know your living word, Jesus Christ. So, Lord, um, come speak to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, last week was Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell and the church was birthed. And uh, God's presence, God's Spirit came and, and fell upon his people, and the presence of God not only came upon his people, but then dwelt within his people. God is no longer distant, God is present. Christmas, what do we celebrate? Christmas, we celebrate God is with us, Jesus born. Pentecost, we celebrate that God is in us. The promised Holy Spirit comes to dwell within our hearts. God is with you and in you, and God is here today. And that's, that's why Joe and Andrew have brought Elsie, because God is here. And they're saying that they want God to be part of Elsie's life going forward. So that uh, Pentecost, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, is all dealt with in Acts chapter 2. Luke, the writer of, of the Gospel of Acts, And then we turn the page, as it were, and we move into Acts chapter 3. And verse 1, we've just heard read, One day, Peter and John go off to the temple to pray. Did you catch that? Which day was it? It was was one day. It was just any day, actually. But they go to the temple at 3 o'clock to pray. That's their routine. One day they go at three o'clock off to the temple to pray. You know, the Holy Spirit falls and there's all this excitement, but there is also a sense of of actually this is what we do. We we go and pray at three o'clock. And so they go to the temple to pray and they come across a man crippled from birth. The man crippled from birth was carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going to the temple court. So another little piece in the jigsaw of the picture that is built up for us. Um, He's lame from birth. He can't walk. He's been going every day of his life. How long has that been? Five years? Ten years? Twenty we read in the next chapter that actually this man had been going to the temple for 40 years. 40 years this man had been taken to the temple and he was sat there begging every day of his life. And no doubt it was just another day. No doubt he didn't expect too much. No doubt he was just hoping for enough to buy some food to live. But this day was to be different. 
So Peter and John come across him. And he, and he holds out his arm and he, and he asks for, for arms, for money. You know what it's like when you pass a beggar in the street? Do, do you dare make eye contact? What do you do? Head down and walk by, look the other way. You see that person on the pavement and so you, you detour to the outside of the pavement. But what Peter and John do this day is, is, is they see they see this man, this beggar, and they look at him, and, and remarkably, they say to him, look at me, and they make eye contact. What's going on there? Something's going on, isn't it? And the man looks at them, no doubt in that expectation, thinking, oh, today I'm going to be lucky. Today I'm going to be given something. But Peter turns to him, and they're looking, and he says, Silver and gold, I don't have. Silver and gold, I don't have. And can you imagine the disappointment? Oh, you know, I thought today, thought today we were going to get some, I was going to get some money, and I was going to pay for food, and, and that would be enough for today. And Peter says, I don't have silver and gold. But, but what I do have, I give to you. And then comes, then comes the phrase, this is what it's all about. The jigsaw has been come together for this moment and for this phrase and for these words. Peter continues, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And suddenly, it's not a process, it's not over time. It's suddenly the man feels strength returning to his legs and he leaps up. And it's not as if He's just content to walk. No, the strength that has returned to his legs caused him to leap and to dance with joy. And the man gets up in this way and he goes into the temple and he's leaping and he's dancing and he's praising God in the temple. So here's another question. What is the greatest thing given in this little picture scenario that we've been given. What is the greatest thing that's been given? Well, it's not silver or gold. I want to suggest it's not even physical healing, though that's significant, of course it is. No, the greatest thing given was Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ. Because when you think about the before and the after, is, is this guy is, is, is on the outside of the temple, the gate called Beautiful, and he's been sitting there every single day of his life, and not one day has he entered the temple. But on this day, the name of Jesus has been proclaimed, and that guy who was sat outside the temple is now dancing and praising, and he's worshiping God in the temple. And Do you, do you see what's happened? You see what's happened? The guy that was outside is brought inside. The person who never made it. And we're all like beggars in that sense. You know, we, we all find ourselves on the outside. But actually the gift of Jesus is to bring us inside and not only just to bring us inside to a human institution or whatever it is that we would like to be part of, but actually he brings, brings us into the life of God the community of God. 
And today, with Elsie coming now for baptism, what we're about is we're celebrating somebody who in the name of Jesus is being brought into the community of God. Baptism is about being incorporated into the body, the body of Christ. And it's not through our words. It's not through Andrew or Joe's words or the godparents' words or even my words. It is actually in the name of Jesus that all of us are brought inside the body of Christ. But just following on from Pentecost, here's something else that's happening. Peter and John have been given authority. It wasn't their healing. In the name of Jesus, walk. They had authority from God to claim the things of God to bring heaven to earth. Remember the story of the prince and the pauper? They, they swap places. So the pauper, the poor person, uh, and, the, and the prince. And the, the prince wants to become the pauper. He wants to live the life of the pauper because he thinks that the pauper has got more freedom. And so the prince takes and lives the life of the pauper. And the pauper, he thinks, I want to live the life of the prince because the prince has got all the resources, the riches, and, and that's what life's about. And they swap places and they live the life. But the pauper comes to realize that what he had before was so much more. Now, what I want to suggest to you is that you and I often live the life of the pauper. We don't realize what we have, what we have been given, and we end up living the life of a pauper Remember, remember what Jesus said to the disciples back in Luke's gospel. He called the twelve together on one occasion and he gave them power and authority. He gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases and he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. And the Holy Spirit comes and this is what the Holy Spirit enables. The Holy Spirit gives you, Christian, the person who's welcomed Jesus into your life, the power and the authority. The Holy Spirit causes us to be adopted as sons and daughters of the King. And if you're a son and daughter of the king, you are a prince or a princess. You're not a pauper. You're a prince or you're a princess. The Holy Spirit has given you that status. Who are you in Christ? You are a prince or a princess of God. And if you're a son or a daughter, Scripture says, then you are adopted into the family. You, 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 you have the account number. You have the PIN number. And you speak in the king's name. And my question for you today is, are you living under the authority, less than the authority that God has given you? Are you living a life that lives under that 
level of authority that Jesus has given you? What does it mean for you, for an I, to have the authority that has been given? What does it mean as you go about your daily living to claim that authority? It's one thing for authority to be given, isn't it? But you have to pick it up and use it and claim it. That's why we pray in Jesus' name, isn't it? We pray in Jesus' name. It's not our power. It's not authority. But you and I have been given authority. How are you using that authority? Humbly, as servants. Not to put ourselves above, but actually we, we are here to serve. But how are you using that authority? You see, last week was uh, Pentecost and we celebrate the birth of the church and that's easy to celebrate because that's, that's just yes. But when it comes to it, isn't it interesting that Luke, the gospel writer, the writer of Acts, straight after Pentecost and 3,000 people being added, turns to this one story of Peter and John and how they exercise the gift that has been given. Friends, today we're going to move on now to, to celebrating that a child is being brought into that community. The Holy Spirit is poured out on us. When we've received Jesus, we receive the authority. And the question is, as we go from here, how are we using it? Amen. I'm going to invite the group up and uh, at the same time um, could somebody go to tell the children to rejoin us? A uh, couple of songs now. Just help us reflect on perhaps what God is saying to you. What's God saying to you? What's sticking in your heart? What's for you this morning? Thanks so much for listening. To hear more messages like this, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, head to westchelt.org.uk or search Westchelt across social media. We love you. We can't wait to see you again.